Welcome to Dollars and Cents. Our podcast is designed to provide listeners with financial advice in a language you can understand. Created and hosted by Mark Friedman, President and CEO at Friedman Financial, he discusses timely topics that help individuals and families make smart financial decisions. Count on lots of energy, candid discussion, and a few laughs. And now, here's your host of Dollars and Cents, Mark Friedman of Friedman Financial. Welcome back to another edition of Dollars and Cents with Friedman Financial. My name is Mark Friedman. I'm president and CEO of Friedman Financial located in Peabody, Massachusetts. And I'm joined by my co-host and business partner, Marion Gilman. How are you today, Marion? I'm great. How are you today, Mark? Good, thanks. This is a a little different. First of all, it's kind of weird for me. Usually when we do our podcast, I'm sitting on this side and you're sitting on this side, right? Yeah. How can we switch? I I, I don't know. It's just we kind of sat down this way today. Yeah. So there you go. We'll mix it up. We, We are mixing it up and we are trying to do this via video. We thought maybe the video experience might actually add to the excitement of people that want to get some financial advice in a language you can understand. You never know. It might distract them. I'm hoping it doesn't. We've got our bookshelf behind us. We'll have different backdrops. We can move things around. We're trying a new video camera. We're trying all sorts of different things, trying to uh, catch up with the kids. Well, particularly your son, who is like an expert in this area. Yeah, um, Jerry's 23 years old. He's really mastered the, uh, the art of videoing and podcasting and doing these video broadcasts on YouTube. If you want to learn more about Jerry, go visit Jerry Shambo, S-H-A-M-B-O, and Jerry's with a J, or visit him at Magic Like Jerry on YouTube or Instagram or anything like that. You'll find out all of his trials and tribulations and his adventures that he's on right now. So he did come in to give us a quick lesson, but I'm not sure how much we learned. Yeah, because this is about our 14th take in doing this because we didn't have a button on, we haven't hit something right. So. Good, thing, good thing we had a little time here. Yeah, so, so I'm hoping that this take actually works. So, you know, be nice. when, when we do these shows, we, we try to provide you, like I said, with some financial advice in a language you can understand. And there was this story that appeared. Um, for, it, was it was in the Wall Street Journal. The, right. And it was a, the source of it was um, from the Center of Excellence in population aging research. And it talked about where in the spectrum of our life do we start making smart financial decisions. And I was reading in this book called The Psychology of Money, a book that's written by Morgan Housel. He talks about there comes a point in time when you have to understand whether you're making a rational decision or a reasonable decision. And I'm actually adding to it, I think you also have to recognize when you're making a ridiculous decision. So rational, rational, reasonable, and ridiculous. And we what, try not to make too many of the ridiculous No, but, but think about it. You know, and I guess the study didn't surprise me too much about where you make the most ridiculous decisions. No, of course not. I mean, there, there are a lot of things you do that you don't really think about, I guess, but consciously. But at what age in your life do you but start doing that? But you're usually doing that in your, in your younger years, usually in your 20s, that you're making the ridiculous decisions. You know, you might be racking up credit card debt. You might be paying very high fees um, for, let's say, to get $3 out of a... Well, you pay $3 to get $10 out of a cash machine because you don't go to your, your own bank. Mm-hmm. <laughs> things there, like there, that. There's lots that of things that you do. And you know what, when we're, um, when we don't have the experience, when we don't have the wisdom, we do make some silly and ridiculous mistakes. And oftentimes those, those financial mistakes are costly mistakes. They are, but hopefully you learn from them. You learn from them, you know, not paying your bill on time. 
for right. getting to pay for insurance, for paying, you know, being late for a payment, just um, not signing up for something on time and finding that you've missed out because the deadline has passed. Right. And it's amazing how, oh, excuse me. That's okay. Those are, um, <coughs> those are like ridiculous issues that, that we face. But what it came out of this study actually that's here says, around the time you turn 54 to 55 years old, or is maybe a little older than that was 53 to 54. 54, I'm sorry. That seems to be the prime years when we make the smartest financial decisions. And that's a good thing. Maybe, but if you're listening to this, you might be 53 or 54 and you may be laughing at that video right now too, saying I still make dumb decisions. Of course we do. I make everybody, dumb decisions. Everybody does. We all make dumb financial decisions. Because you make so many financial decisions over the course of a day, a week, a month, um, that certainly every one of them is not going to be the best financial decision. But it's usually the time when you get to your 50s, your 60s, or even your 60s, when you begin to realize, oh my goodness, this paycheck might stop. And I need to get serious. Yeah, it was fun for a while, right? trying to buy that high-flying stock, investing in a startup, giving some money to a friend with hopes that they'll pay you back, you know, or buying ridiculous presents for people for wedding gifts and engagement gifts or whatever else it might be, when you realize, geez, I've got to take care of myself. Who's going to support me? You know, unfortunately, you don't want to rely on your kids to support you. Uh, not only they they might not be able to, and and probably don't want to, nor would you want them to. A absolutely. They've got their own families. So you need to be able to say, you know what, I'm comfortable that I have enough money um, and enough, you know, have done the enough right in my financial life, have kept my spending in line, that I can actually support myself in the lifestyle I want for the remainder of my years. And it's interesting, even though the study says this, I could have told you this being in the business for 33 years now, is that the typical time when people come to us and they say, yes. it's time to get serious, is usually in their 50s. People in their 30s and 40s will reach out to us, can you help me save for my kid's education? Can you help me save for this? Or tell me what to do with my 401k? And those are like one-off questions. And we're always happy to provide guidance, especially to the children of our clients. But when it's time to get serious, when it's time to look at the big picture, it's the 50s, it's the 60s, where you're turning to financial advisors and you want to make sure that the financial advisor you turn to is qualified to give you the advice that's appropriate for you. Absolutely. And it's important also to do it when you still have enough work years so that if you're not at the point where you can comfortably retire, you have time to make up for that. Absolutely. I mean, that's incredibly important, and I don't think a lot of people recognize that. They, they come to the realization too late, and they say, oh my God, I might not be there, and I, now I want to retire tomorrow, um, or I'm going to be laid off tomorrow, even worse. Yeah, it, it's What do I do now? It surprises people when they realize how much money they have to accumulate to create an income stream to support what it was that they were spending before, isn't it? That's right. It's also surprising to many people how much they were spending before. Oh, yeah. You ask someone how much they spend on a month-to-month -month basis and they'll throw out a number to you. And I can almost guarantee you that they're off by 30 to 40 percent. Yeah, it's, it's truly amazing um, because you, you forget about the big, the big financial costs that come up maybe once a year. So let's say for insurance, you might pay your homeowner's insurance once a year. You might pay car insurance once a year. You forget all about those things. Your, your quarterly taxes for your homeowner, for your house. 
um, all of that stuff. You just completely forget about that, and those are not insignificant costs. Well, I, I love it when people will tell me, "Well, my spend, I spend between five and six thousand dollars a month." I said, "Well, how is that possible? You're, you're spending like twenty-eight hundred dollars for your mortgage. Oh, you want me to include the mortgage in that number? <laughs> well, yeah, that's all oh, part yeah, that's of right. the picture, right?" And it, it always amazes me. And so one of the things that we do to try to help our clients understand what it is that they're spending every month is we look at their bank statements. Yeah, and that's really indicative of what they're spending. It, so. it is, but we don't. Many people think, oh my God, they're going to judge me on how many times I get my nails done, how many times I go to the golf course, what I buy at the supermarket. No, I don't care about that stuff. We don't care what you spend your money on. We just want to see what, how much you're spending so that now we can put a dollar value on that and say, okay, if you want to continue this lifestyle, this is what you need to have in reserve to be able to continue that lifestyle. But, but, but wait, Marion, there's always those times when there's going to be that big expense that month. And that's every year. <laughs> yeah. Everyone says, but no, oh, this was the year we had the wedding. This is the yeah. year we had the driveway. This is the year we replaced the roof. This is the year we bought a car. There will always be this is the year that. Every year there's something. Something comes up. It, it could, doesn't stop when, you're, when you retire. And that's why your financial plan, when you're trying to build it, when you're trying to get serious about your financial plan, needs to be something that's tracked properly, that gives you a measurement stick to say, here's how I'm doing, but it's also built in a way that you can see that we can tweak and change things as needed. You know what's really fascinating though? When we start off with people and we say, okay, here, here's where we're at, you can actually do this. And then five years down the road, they usually realize, oh my God, I can do this because initially um, it's, you know, you're sort of skeptical. Are these numbers real? Is this true? And each and every year as you come in and we review the numbers with you, we review what's going on, we re review all of your financial life and everything else, you it, actually see it's working. It, it, especially when we look at it from the big picture. Yes. If you said, well, I think I can save $40,000 this year. I'm just throwing out a number. It could be $10,000. And you say you can save $40,000 in a year from now, I realize that you've added maybe $20,000 to your 401k plan, but your bank account level is actually less than what it was a year ago. That doesn't tell me that you could save $40,000. Yeah, we know you're not. <laughs> yeah, but sometimes people think, well, I'm saving it, but I'm spending it a month or two later. I'm saving I'm it for it something. A, I'm, I'm putting it in a different bank account, but that doesn't mean it's actually going into long-term savings. And so one of the things that fascinates me when it comes to financial planning and people's perceptions of financial planning is that they think that it's all about picking the right investments. It's rarely about picking the right investments. You need to be invested. You need to be right. invested properly to your risk tolerance, to what your goals are. So maybe you don't need to be as risky or perhaps you could be more, if, perhaps you need to be more risky if is, it's necessary, but it's looking at the big picture. How is this all going to impact your life? And how does this all fit together? Um, because many times, some, you know, your 401k provider, somebody looking at just that might say, oh, well, this is way too risky for you at your age. Now, they don't know your other situation, and it might be that you have, you know, the same amount of money at the bank. Um, and they don't understand that uh, you're taking the risk in one account and not in another. Yeah, and I, I, so you need to be very careful about that. And I always find it fascinating when people come to us and they say they've met with a financial advisor or they met with an insurance person, they met with an estate planning attorney who gave them advice. And the advice was based upon the information that you shared with them. And the information you shared wasn't all of your financial information. Right. 
And so you can't necessarily blame that professional if they don't understand the big picture. And when we work with our clients, that's where we start, right? Absolutely. And we don't have to manage every cent that you own. And many times we can't manage some of it. Uh, but we have to know about it because if not, we're just, you know, garbage in, garbage out when you're giving advice. Right. So the first thing that we're doing when we work with a client is to help them understand where they stand financially. We'll build a net worth statement for you. We're going to structure your, we're going to structure a piece of paper, usually just one, that shows here's what you own, here's what you owe, and here's who owns it. And those are very important factors yes. in building that net worth statement. And it's a great launching point to helping us take the next step which is the cash flow statement, which takes a look at how much money's coming in every month and how much money's going out. That's right. And that's a really important um, statement because, you know, again, if you if twenty thousand is going out a month and ten is coming in, that other ten has to come from somewhere. Absolutely. Long term. So, so if now's the time for you to get serious about your financial planning, about your investment management needs. I know that the fall is generally a great time to get things started. You want to get things wrapped up before the end of the year. We'd be honored if you gave us a phone call, 978-531-8108. You can schedule a free initial consultation here at the office. We've got a great digital kit that we can send off to you if you'd like. Yeah, it's very exciting. It's, it's brand new, so we're very excited to share that. Yep. Um, you can drop us an email at, um, send it to me, Mark, M-A-R-C, at FriedmanFinancial.com. That's Mark at FriedmanFinancial.com, Mark with a C, of course, or you can visit the website, right? FriedmanFinancial.com. That's Friedman. Two E's and a D. Financial.com. That's going to do it for us today. We will be back again next week with more financial advice in a language you can understand. Thanks for joining us today. You've been listening to Dollars and Cents with Friedman Financial. Bye-bye. Have a great day. During today's Dollars and Cents episode with Friedman Financial, your host may have discussed specific financial planning and investment ideas that are for general information only and not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations. Please remember that investing involves risk and may include loss of principal. Always consult a certified financial planner professional, qualified attorney, or tax advisor prior to investing to determine what is appropriate for you. Securities and advisory services offered through LPL Financial, a registered investment advisor, member FINRA, SIPC.